0: Sixth verse of Abide With Me. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's faint shadows flee. In life and death, O Lord, abide with me. Famous last words. When famous people die, their last words often go down in history as pearls of wisdom, or funny one-liners, or nothing at all. So here's a selection of some of the more famous last words. We're going to talk about last words. Beethoven, friends applaud, the comedy is over. The last words of Marie Antoinette, Extravagant wife of Louis XVI, the of France. While on the scaffold, she accidentally stepped on her executioner's foot. Pardon me, sir. I meant not to do it. Second later, he chopped off her head. The last words of James Donald French. Remember that name. Convicted murderer and the last criminal ever executed under the death penalty in Oklahoma. After killing a cellmate, he was sentenced to death by electrocution. In the death chamber, he shouted these words to the members of the press who were there to witness his execution: "How's this for your headline? French fries." Okay, well I'm just Humphrey Bogart, founding member of the hard-drinking, heavy-smoking Rat Pack. He was diagnosed with us. Ocephagio cancer in 54. He did little about it until it was too late, and he died in 57. Last words, I should have never switched from scotch to martinis. As Benjamin Franklin lay dying at the age of 84, his daughter told him to change positions in bed so he could breathe more easily. Franklin's last words were, A dying man can do nothing easy. The last words from the mouth of statesman and great orator Winston Churchill before slipping into a coma. I'm bored with it all. He died nine days later. Reggae legend Bob Marley uttered these final words to his son Ziggy in 1981. Money can't buy life. Before he succumbed to cancer at just age 36. Italian artist Raphael's last words, happy. Frank Sinatra died after saying, I'm losing it. George Orwell's last written words were, at 50, everyone has the face he deserves. He died at age 46. Groucho Mark was dying. Apparently, he said, this is no way to live. According to Steve Jobs' sister, Mona, the Apple founder's last words were, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Mark Twain, give me my glasses. Elvis Presley's death in 1977 during a night of sleeplessness, Presley told Aldine, I'm going to the bathroom to read. Football coach Vince Lombardi died of cancer in 1970. And as he died, Lombardi turned to his wife Marie and said, Happy anniversary, I love you. Last words of Alexander the Great. To the strongest. Marco Polo, I have not told half of what I saw. Michelangelo, I'm still learning. Leonardo da Vinci, I have offended God and mankind because my work did not reach the quality it should have. Actor Michael Landon, this is for Maryland, best known for Little House on the Prairie and Highway to Heaven, died of cancer in 1991. His family gathered around his bed, and his son said it was time to move on, and Landon said, you're right, it's time. I love you all. On January 23rd, 1546, Martin Luther traveled to Eisleben, his hometown, to adjudicate a family dispute between two brothers, the Counts of Mansfield. They reconciled. However, Luther, 62 years old and weary of the many demands on his life, fell ill. Knowing the end was near, he wrote his last will and testament. It began with these words, I am well known in heaven, on earth, and in hell. And Luther's last words before he died reported, We are beggars, this is true. Hmm. I've had the experience of being at the bedside of dying people and even seeing them take their last breath. The, these days with the evolution of palliative care, there's not a whole lot of talking done by the dying these days modern medicine can provide comfort care with some pretty powerful drugs that can alleviate a lot of the physical pain that is associated with some disease and with dying the side effects however of these wonder drugs is they affect the dying person's ability to think clearly or even communicate what we call their lucidity And this can add to the frustration of dying. It's often a hard decision for families and the dying. Relieve the excruciating physical pain of the dying and the emotional pain of the family watching or grin and bear it to have a few more short, painful, maybe meaningful conversations with their loved ones. The point is, death is never dignified. I know there are some around who believe we can make death beautiful. I think that's what euthanasia means in that crowd. The Bible tells us that death is like a robber and a thief. You can dress them up any way you want, but they still are robbers and thieves, and they have come to steal and destroy. Rarely does someone say something profound or meaningful and then immediately take their last breath. Dying is hard to experience and I can't imagine having to go through it. I certainly don't look forward to dying. It's hard to watch really hard to watch. And sometimes in our modern world, we will use everything at our disposal to not have to watch a loved one suffer and die. We might even try to speed it up a bit. Or we might try to ignore it. Or... Bill C7. Get someone else to deal with our dying loved one. Do you think that's what God wants? And that brings me to Jesus' death and crucifixion. The Bible tells us the Jews handed him over to the Romans to have him crucified in order that the scriptures be fulfilled. In other words, we know. That God was ultimately in charge. His will was being done. And I want you to think about this. He could have had Jesus die some other way. Why crucifixion? It was bloody for sure. It was painful. And what I want to talk to you especially today, it was public. They hung the crucified one up on a cross for all to see. Can you imagine? You heard the gospel. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. And then there were the criminals on either side. And then there was the centurion. And then there were all the people. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Mary and John, we know they were there, the women, the centurion, and the disciples having to watch their loved one die. I can't imagine. We can't imagine, but I think God wants us to more than imagine. We can sing like songs like, Were You There? But God wants us to be there. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel writers, made sure that of all the stories, miracles, teachings, and events in Jesus' life, that Jesus' suffering and death must be retold in detail. God wants us to gaze upon the suffering servant, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the crucified and dying one. God wants us to, if, if it be possible, watch our loved one, Jesus, die for our sins. He wants us not just to remember that He died. He wants to remi- remember and know. He wants us to remember and know that He died for you. It's personal. And it is profound. I mean, that's why the church decided to start a tradition called Lent, seven weeks before Easter, to meditate on and relive and really think about the suffering death of your loved one, Jesus Christ. We'd even say to focus on it. And this is a sad and reserved season, culminates in Good Friday. Absolutely, the saddest day of the year. Now, do you think God is just trying to be a killjoy and somehow wanting to punish us with a load of guilt during this season? No. God is a pragmatist. He's got good reason for us to focus on the cross, because we're going to need it. Jesus once said to Peter, He said to James and John, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with, referring to their death, his death and theirs. God uses the horrible and public death of his one and only son to prepare us for our own death and not just pre-prepare us, but actually take us through our own dying. Think about it. The most important last words that were ever, ever spoken by the most important and influential person in history we have recorded for us. Father, forgive them. They don't know not what they do. Today you will be with me in paradise. Woman, here is your son. Son, here is your mother. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I thirst. It is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he was bearing the punishment. For the sins of the whole world, he was thinking of you. He was crucified for you. He died for you. It only seems right, and it, it, it appears to be God's will, that if and when we come to die, we would have Jesus on our mind his death and his resurrection. Thinking of what Jesus has done for us in the moment of pain and suffering, thinking of his pain and suffering takes the focus off of ourselves and onto him. And it was for this very reason that Jesus came and he died and he rose again. With his death and resurrection, he defeated death. And with his rising from the dead, he opened for us the way of salvation, everlasting life. That's why the hymn, Abide With Me, is so well loved and so comforting at the death of someone who believes that Jesus died and rose for them. The whole hymn permeates, oozes with God's amazing grace, and it builds and it builds from one verse to the next. It's like you're lying on your deathbed and replaying in your mind all that God has done for you through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's beautiful, it's powerful. It's meaningful, and it's so comforting. And then that last verse. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Dear God, as I die, help me to think of and meditate on and see the suffering and death of the one who loves me the most the one who gave his life for me. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Break my sadness with the joy of your coming to take me home. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee. Let me see what it's like to wake up in a perfect place. In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me. Dear God, whether you allow me to live a few more minutes, a few more hours, a few more days, or a week or month, abide with me, be with me. In your death and in your resurrection, be with me, Lord Jesus. Amen.